podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome, treasured listener, to the Anfield Index podcast. Brought to you this evening in partnership with LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. It is episode 259 of the Anfield Index podcast. I am Trev Denny, and I'm podcasting to you as ever from beautiful rural Ireland. And I am joined, as always, by Carl Kopak, Cam Branch, and producer Guy Drinkle to bring you a little bit of a what they call a smorgasbord you like my SH just there of all things Liverpool now I have thought long and hard about what to do by way of an introduction and having been earlier on referred to as Trev Shill Downey by Carl Kopach I nearly lived up to it by plugging my very own show um, I was going to give you a couple of minutes from the most recent Great Stories podcast which is where I'm calling from by Raymond Carver uh, and it's going over very well so far and I hope people will give it a listen however I decided to go with something a little bit more lighthearted and less self-serving and I still managed to get a plug in there which is kind of excellent um, so uh, instead of that listen Families are important to us all. I think you'll agree. Um, and we all need those relationships in our lives. And sometimes they're a bit of a mystery. And here's a man discussing, well, I'm just going to leave you to listen to his little family tale. It's heartwarming. It's beautiful. It's from a guy called Buzz. Boys out there. Uh, I was in a town before called um, Langan Village, it was called. And basically there was a young lad and he looked awful similar to me. I thought I was fighting in the mirror, right? Come outside the nightclub. I was like, do I know you from somewhere? And he goes, do I know you? Do you know? And he had, he had a Celtic jersey on, but he had he had the green and the yellow one, right? And I was I was about to throw a punch. And then he, he, he looked at me in the eyes and I go, do I? He goes, am I your father? I said to him. And he goes to me, am I your son? And we just hugged it out. Turns out that no relation at all. And I just headbutted him and he got taken away. But you know, it goes to show you, people are out there, you could know them. <laughs> Oh, uh, again, like I don't, I it, it tickles my funny bone completely. The Hardy Boys. It's not. It's not. Yeah, it is fair comment. It's not. It's not everybody's cup of tea. But I am absolutely enthralled to their particular brand of humor. So there's endless amounts of it on Netflix and YouTube. Should you wish to have a look, and I would say go and have a look at the older stuff on YouTube because it's particularly good. Anyway, well, what's that called? That program, Hardy Books. Okay. Um, it's very, very good. Genuinely excellent. Um, that is Carl Kopak. Um, he's about ready to give us his opening lines um, or opening idea for the show. What is that this week, Carl? Well, it, it's from a film, and it's it's. If anyone who knows me knows, it's my favourite film of all time, and I've, it's just it touches a theme which I've been thinking about while I was preparing my podcast um, from Adler to Amberley, the Sherlock Holmes podcast, which we recorded this morrow night, where we look at the Boscombe Valley mystery. Um, with Luke, uh, Luke Coons from the um, Sherlock Society of London, um, and it's this shameless, by the way, shameless. Thank, thank you so much. I'm so <laughs> proud of that. Um, although, I mean, if, honestly, it means I've got nothing to say at the end of the show now. But uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's this. It's, you'll, you'll get this straight away, Josh. It's this exchange. 
I know what you mean. I've got the same problems. I've got to get organized. There are little things like my apartment, my possessions. I should get one of those signs that says, one of these days I've got to get organized. You mean organized? Organized. Organized. It's a joke. O-R-G-A-N-E-Z-I-E-Z-D. Oh, you mean organized like those little signs they have in offices that offices that say think? Yeah. Absolutely love that scene. Have have you, Carl, had the experience? It's very hard to say the Z thing, by the way, not instead of Z. Have you had the um the experience of using exactly that phrase in an offhand way of saying I must get organized and you realized, oh, this person hasn't seen taxi driver and yeah. therefore they think I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> this has more, happened more, to me. More than once. Yeah, it's happened to me on numerous occasions. Uh, the context, I suppose you better explain for folks. It's, that... it's Travis Bickle in um, Taxi Driver before he goes home. He's very, very lonely and he meets Betsy, um, who's his ideal woman, and he takes her out for uh, uh, coffee and pie. Uh, and there's a great little line before that when it's voiceover, obviously because it's Scorsese, and he says something like, um, I had a cup of black coffee with an apple pie with a slice of cheese. I think it was a very good choice. I love the way he says that. Yeah. In, I got that right, and he's just basically uh, he's basically trying to chat up Betsy, and he's so socially inept that it just goes horribly wrong, and yet she still goes on a date with him, possibly because he's Robert De Niro. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely would have myself. I'll be honest. Did you did you uh, did we discuss on this show before? I know when I was doing my column, I referenced it on umpteen occasions, but I'm never sh- I'm not sure if we ever brought it into this show. My highlight from the entire film, and there's a lot, is the interaction between him and Wizard. Did I ever? Yeah, that, quote... that was my that was my opening quote one day. Ah, okay, yeah, because yeah, I, I couldn't I, remember I if I'd used it or not. Was, um, uh, where he says, you know, one guy's a lawyer, one guy's a doctor. Uh, what do I know? I drive a cab, and then Travis says, "That might be the stupidest thing I've ever heard." Yeah, that's it's just, just a it's a really thing. intense scene because Travis is just off his nut at that point. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> what I love about it is this. he says, uh, uh, that's about the dumbest thing I ever heard, says, 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 says Bobby Travis, and Wizard says, look, it's not Bertrand Russell, but what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, he says, yeah. which is class. Yeah, again, there's two solid recommendations. I, I, again, please, please, please watch Taxi Driver. I mean, I've got many favorite films, but I think that with Nail is just about number one. I think it's the perfect film. It's it's that's it's, perfect. It's bleak as you like, but it's just that's that's it's that's why it's a perfect perfect double bill as well. Those two, perfect. Yeah, uh, and and uh, actually, it's funny you mention that because a really good lad I, I follow on Twitter called John O'Farrell, he recently did this incredibly good spoof of uh, uh, Leo Varadkar uh, doing a party political broadcast, and it was basically the background of the whirring um, and the, that lovely jazz score as the cab is whizzing around, and he's got uh, Varadkar's voice going over where normally we'd hear the really bleak Travis Bickle bits. Nobody knew what it was. Really? It was everybody was asking John, what is that? What's that from? So, you know, I, I think your plea needs to fall on some uh, less than deaf ears because people need to see that film or else they're, they're missing out. Um, the, the, sorry, sorry, just before Cap comes in, there's a, isn't there a scene in uh, The Irishman where one of them's got to buy uh, a big load of guns, which is the seller puts on the bed, which is basically Nick yes. the driver? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That could well be in a film of disturbing scenes in Taxi Driver. That could well be the most disturbing yeah. scene. You want, um, you want crystal meth? You want cannabis? What? I get you, I get you a car. Do you want a Cadillac? I get you a Cadillac. 
Yeah, that discussion goes to dark places. Um, Kaminder, Cam Branch, how are you, friend? What's going on with you and what have you got for us to start? I'm good, Travinda. Thank you for having us again, as you normally do. Um, I call. Hope you're all right. Just wanted to say hello for a change. We never, we never really say hello to each other in no. these pods, do we? You know, I've noticed. We just sort of get on with things. Don't know why I've mentioned that, but there you go. Um, no, it's fair. Pods. It's fair comment. Yeah. Anyway, I think, um, I think it's because the uh, the listener doesn't have the red button access that we do to the prohibited content that goes on backstage. Yes. Yes. The billowing kimono shot. <laughs> oh, ladies, please. <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> Don't you know it? Uh, anyway, my my quote to start like women with. listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? Um, right. My opening quote: The match will be shown on match of the day later this evening. And if you don't know, want to know, if you don't want to know the result, look away now as we show Tony Adams lifting the cup for Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's real. That's real, Steve Ryder. Oh, man, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, I can't believe that. Steve Ryder, yeah, that's going back to ways, isn't it? Was was he more 90s than 80s Ryder? He was. Yeah, of, he was He was yeah. more your sort of... He was, I remember, was he a Charlton fan? I think he was. Yeah, he was and definitely... More, and he's in the Alan Partridge book. Do you know, do you know who I saw, um, actually... Uh, uh, Cam, I must ask you this now, seeing as you've brought up Ryder, of of those older bods now that you you and I and Carl would be familiar with, and again, listen, as the, the listenership drifts away to three people who are of our uh, uh, <laughs> age bracket, but anyway, of, of those older crowd who used to, you know, be football pundits, hosts, uh, anchors, commentators. I have to say, I always liked Brian Moore as a commentator the most. But, but all the kind of um, studio um, um, type lads, I always quite liked Wellsby. And I've, he's still kicking about Elton Wellsby, isn't he? He looks a bit weird these days. Does he? I yeah, haven't I seen have a picture of him. Yeah, have, a, have, a look. have a look. Honestly, it's weird. I'm gonna put, I'll put what? it on their Instagram. What has he done? Has he had work done, Carl? No, no, no. He's just he's just older. It's like really white haired and you wouldn't recognise him at all if you walk past him. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's one of those things like you know, you see on those BuzzFeed things, like you'll never guess what this woman from Green Jill looks like now. Well, you're <laughs> thirty years older. Yeah. It's could have been thirty years. Yeah, but the, those things, you have to click on forty nine images before you get to the one you yeah. wanted to see. That happens I think once to everybody in their lives and then they never do it again. But anyway, Cam, the question was were you a Des Lynam man? What was your what who was your who was your go to pundit of choice um over the over the years, especially in that eighties, early nineties period? I always liked Motson. I thought he was really good. I thought he was really knowledgeable. Um and he had a he had a nice flow about him. He he, he never seemed to like pause. You know, he always had the the right thing to say at the right time. But Moore was brilliant. Brian Moore was superb as well. Do you think uh, with Matson, did, did, did the wheels come off a bit in the same way as they have done with Tyler? In that, you know, uh, Matson fell, fell in the later days, fell into loads of oohs and ahs, basically more than commentary. He was always making noises. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Added to the charm, didn't it? 
when we're watching a game, do we never ooh and ah? So, yeah, but we're, we're not commentating for the nation, yeah. Cal. <laughs> That's the difference, you know. It's, it's about authenticity, isn't it? So um, yeah, 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 exactly. And if you, I think if you warm to someone, that's it. It's a done deal, yeah. isn't it? That's why it's worth it. Don't I can't get up with Jonathan Pierce for that reason. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he starts with hyper and he's got nowhere else to go. He's got nowhere else to go. Uh, yeah, no, I think no, that's true. No one think, thinks like that at a football match. Yeah. It's quite interesting to see how many kudos Drury's getting for his work with Beglin because I think he's just a solid citizen. He does his job really well and he lets himself get excited and he celebrates all goals equally. <laughs> In other words, he's a good commentator. But then isn't that what Tyler's doing deep down? When he celebrates the United goal, because if he's a United <laughs> fan, yeah, I said equally, brother. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, 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 I was, that was kind of the point. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we should get straight to the issue uh, du jour, which is the whole FA Cup um, controversy. It's probably the only word for it. Um, I, I know you all have, you both have strong opinions on it, no doubt. Um, I was a little bit easy ozy about it. Uh, I could see why some people were saying that the manager should at least show up. Um, I could also see why uh, they were saying he should do whatever the hell he wants. Um, and that was my default setting and it remains so. Uh, we heard further explanation by Jurgen today. Um, he was asked the same question repetitively, really, in different ways in a press conference. I thought he handled it very patiently. He said, look, we were given this sort of ultimatum. We made a decision for the first team squad and this is always going to be the default setting if uh, the replay occurred and the 23s are going out so they need to have their boss not me and it all makes uh, a kind of logic and sense and what i like about jürgen's position here is that he is taking uh, a stand both from a kind of look loyal to club and the policy for club and my ideas around this and what we decided and also He's saying, look, something's got to give here. Uh, we can't keep getting sort of forced into compromises. And people could look at what happened around the Club World Cup. Now, obviously, Carl, it's brought out the worst in everybody. I think it's brought out the moaner, the inner moaner in 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 even some solid citizens. It's brought out the kind of controversialist in other people who like to, even when they should be happy and enjoying things, like to have a bit of a whinge. And it's brought out obviously all the crazies from rival clubs who suddenly have wrapped themselves in the Union Jack and the FA crest and talked about disrespecting the trophy. Where do you stand on all this? Well, I can see both sides of the argument. I've, I've done an article about this. So I've done a lot of reading. The first thing I'll have to say actually about the press conference today is I thought he opened it fantastically because he said, I really apologise. I missed something. Shrewsbury were great. And he never got to say it. He said, I should have said that. I said this instead, and that's taken over the story. Shrewsbury were great. Mm. And I thought that was a really good thing to do straight away. As in, you know, he's basically stole their thunder from Sunday, where they were great. Um, I can see both sides. Um, I've seen a video this week of uh, my mate Craig Hannon said he wants to win the FA Cup. And, you know, he wants Liverpool to win the treble. And if he, he said, I hope something can get sorted out, because I want to see Liverpool win the FA Cup. Mine is a more dinosaur notion if um, I've never thought that Liverpool should be in the FA Cup as a tournament after 1989 because um, there's blood on their hands. That's my theory. Uh, sorry, that's my standpoint on that. I can see, but as I can see both sides, I think 
the manager's done the right thing. Firstly, the under-23 side is not his side. So he can't just suddenly jump. I can't just suddenly jump in Trevor and take over English class. Yeah. I can't do that. That's They're not my lads. I can't do that. Um, but at the same time, um, a plan's a plan. And if they say, you know, the, the thing I said in my article is it's the illusion of, you know, if, if your boss says to you, you've got a week off in February, no one's touching that. That's all yours. You're going to be knackered. I'm giving you that week. And it's like a mirage. Certainly after, you know, like the Wolves game where they crawled off by their teeth. They were that knackered. Um, and then suddenly says, you've got to work. Your boss rings you at 7.30 in the morning. You've got to work. You're not going to take that well. And if that gets in the way of the Premier League and the European Cup, then I'm, I'm fine with that. My only issue with this whole thing is about pricing and tickets because the fans come first always. And it's, 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 it's a bit harsh to ask people for 50 quid. I, I spoke to James Pierce yesterday, actually, and he said no decision has been made yet on this. Um, and Chris Walsh as well. And um, they said there's nothing that's been announced. I don't know if that's going to change by the time this podcast goes out. I believe it has in the, in in in, oh, re- in the recent in recent hours. I think there's something uh, in terms of an agreement with Shrewsbury, uh, Shrewsbury, and with um, uh, all people concerned uh, about lowering the price of tickets. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some gesture as well towards Shrewsbury in terms of them having a, a greater share or than usual of the gate receipts. That's Give the only it. answer I can see. Give them yeah. the majority of it because yeah. you, can't, yeah. you can't expect people. I mean, I was I was at the opening round and my ticket in the main stand cost 48 quid. And of course, I didn't complain because it was the derby. And even now, I was a bit sort of 48 quid to watch the kids. It wasn't completely the kids, and we won, so you know I didn't give a damn anyway by the end of it. But I think to turn out and watch kids who you don't know for 48 quid be too much. I'm really pleased they've done something about that. And, I, and also, and the, the best thing about the FA Cup is that the, the, uh, the lower league teams make some money out of it. And if Shrewsbury beats us, they get Chelsea. So fine. You know, that's the way it should be. That's the only benefit I can see of the FA Cup. Chelsea away as well. Um, yeah. In other words, um, it's it, that's an immediate uh, earner for them. Um, uh, and it's not as if they, they have to pull off a miracle a second time and, and, yeah. and do business against the Premier League side. Uh, Cam, let me allow you to weigh in on this before we get too deep in then the rabbit hole. What's your response to it? Um, guys just put something in the chat box. I'm just going to say uh, yeah, yeah, he, he, Jim, he was, he, Jimbo he, he, it ten hours he, ago. put in the details about what I was saying that had yeah, been arranged. Fifteen pound out, old five pound young. No, I, I've been answered. I haven't seen that. I spoke to James about nine o'clock last night. So when he said that right. he'd been placed then. So that's what uh, uh, Jimbo is tweeting. That's and again, 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 there was cross voices here just to clarify yeah. 15 for an adult, five for a young adult, and one for a kid. Yeah. I think that's exactly the type of thing that's going to fill uh, Anfield and it's going to make sure that there's a healthy uh, bit of money going towards Shrewsbury. Sorry, Cam. Uh, back yeah. to- I, I, I was going to say, sorry, Cam, to, to, to jump in. That's that okay. would make me think if I lived in the pool, I might go then. And that's exactly of course. That's, And that's the most attractive thing about it. I might go for it. It will be a full house now. Of course it will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it will be a full house, and and that's the main thing. And let's be honest, Liverpool aren't short of a bottle two now. They can afford to give, take out their expenditure costs for hosting the game for the evening. They can afford to give the rest to Shrewsbury, and yeah. they've earned the right to get that. And if um, if if it's not a full, you know, I had a I had a crazy notion in my mind. Give Shrewsbury fans the cop end. Let them, let them 
Why, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're playing the under-23s. If they're playing the under-23s, yeah, if we're disrespecting the FA Cup, let's make it special for Shrewsbury. We're not yeah, disrespecting yeah, yeah. the FA Cup. No, no, but apparently that's what we're doing by, by playing the under-23s. We're disrespecting the FA Cup. Well, if we're gonna, if, if that's what people think, let's show let's show people we're above and beyond, and we can and we and we can show a bit of respect for Shrewsbury and say, here you go. Okay. Now, Cam, I know you. I know you like to have a drink during the show. And I know you. I know you don't often make it through the entire show without, you know, maybe betraying the fact that you've 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 got a load on. But this is by far the most controversial idea you've ever floated. I I really hope you get the social media response that it deserves, Cam. I really Thanks. hope you do. <laughs> uh, you will no longer find me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Until the parole has died down. At Prince Andrew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I just need to speak to the FBI. Um, <laughs> oh, that's um, remarkable. No, but, uh, going back to the game, I, mean, I, I think, personally, there's certain players that could do with this game. They don't, they're not mentally tired. They're not physically tired. They're coming back from injuries. They've not played an awful lot of games. And they could do with this game to help get them back up to match fitness. People like Lovren, Matip, Adrian, Lalana, Origi, Minamino, Nabi Kaita even. That's seven players there mm. who, could, who could possibly do with the game. But 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 you see what you're doing there now is you and this is this is part of the argument that's been raging on Twitter is that what you're doing there is you're you're doing a bit of of armchair managing and you're coming up with a very logical idea and it's very solid plan and I think in under different circumstances um, that's exactly what we'd see. It's only and I think it's half the reason it's what we saw at the weekend. A, a, a kind of a disgrace that that eleven that went out. Uh, ha- featured so many lads who were actually drunk on the day and were awful and couldn't get the job done, really, to be honest. Um, but, 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 you know, I think under different circumstances, that kind of logic would absolutely apply. But, but there is a stance, whether we like it or not, being taken here. There is a, there are heels being dug in. It's, uh, we made this arrangement. Our lads, like Carl says, whether they're physically tired or not, whether they could do with them, the, the, getting the match legs back or not, um, they will have had one eye on this break with their families and their kids and all the rest of it. Now, I've heard some scandalous chat, Cam, scandalous chat from lads who obviously have nothing better to be doing with their time, who are going down the whole avenue of, you know, what the players earn. And then other people saying, well, don't they deserve a break? What about their mental health? And lads saying, well, you know, if uh, for that amount of money, my mental health, blah, blah, blah. All red herrings. Shut up. Pointless conversation, pointless chit-chat. They were promised a holiday by their manager, and as regular blokes with families, why shouldn't they have it? Exactly. I mean, people like Bobby Firmino, Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, they've not had a break in, what, 18 months, two years? Yeah. It's been non-stop. So you can understand why certain players, you know, they need the break. That's fine, that you know, and... And the, the problem, the, the biggest issue here is, is the the Premier League, the FA, and the EFL. They quite simply have not spoken to each other about this winter break. 
Yeah, and there's no joint and, and, that, and there's no there's been no communication between any of them. What in the what in the right mind made the FA think we'll we'll put the replays on in the winter break? Did you notice that 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 Jurgen made a point of saying there was no really football person involved, certainly from Liverpool, in this decision, and that he's suggesting that it was all uh, type admin type people, but nobody from a football perspective who might put the case for uh, the concept. And listen, he's been fully behind this idea since he came to the country and advocating it. And now it's got a chance to get 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 a, its feet under the table and get get established. Of course, he's going to of course, he's got to lean in behind that. Of course, he's going. Yeah, I mean, who are the first people going to complain if England don't do well in the Euros because players are physically tired, yeah. mentally tired? The people who are spouting the rubbish now that Liverpool should be putting out their strongest 11 in the FA Cup. They can't have it both ways. They can't. And that is patently rubbish. And it's not, it's nobody else's decision to make. And I've seen some outrageous things being spouted by people who are probably on the wind up. But also, like I say, people who I, whose opinions I respect, who are clever humans, saying really daft things, which are just. I don't know, they betray an oddly unsettled soul, if you ask me, uh, who can't seem to enjoy things that are going well. These guys are on the cusp of doing something wonderful for the club. So if a few days with their family makes them feel better, Jesus, that's not even a discussion for as far as I'm concerned. It's not yeah, even and it's not like, you know, the, the Premier League specifically said, do not arrange any friendlies. We do not want you playing football yeah. in this time. That's a really you know, good point. It was, yeah. it was in the letter. Do not arrange any friendlies because what do clubs do? They think, oh, this is a chance to make some money here. Let's quickly fly out to Dubai and uh, play a meaningless friendly against um, the Dubai National Eleven or something, you know? And and that defeats the object. So you have to respect. The priority will always be there's there's an order to things in in English English football now. Whether you like it or not, there's an order. Premier League. Champions League, FA Cup, the League Cup. That it's as simple as that. Now, the other issues we've got is we. I, I, I'm I'm firm believer in this. We need we need to scrap the League Cup for either teams that are participating in Europe, they shouldn't be in it, or for the whole of the Premier League. Hmm. Because and re- replays as well in the early rounds of the FA Cup is a ridiculous concept. Um. But the replays are where the, the smaller teams make their money. Yeah, but it's like is, is that is that is, yeah, yeah? But you, look, look, you can go down the the romance of the cup and respecting and blah blah blah, or you can say this is a financial exercise and an interaction, but you can't have both. Not you no, know. Not, not, you're right. Well, you, not but, you can't argue both. Is no. my point. Yeah. You can you can and Shrewsbury will benefit from both now. Yeah. But you can't argue both stances, and that's what the kind of that's the kind of um, disjointed uh, thinking that's coming from people. They're just responding emotionally to something in a way that. that I, and another I, thing, I, another thing. Sorry, Trev, is Shrewsbury, the manager and the players don't care what which team Liverpool put out. 
That's a really good, it's a really good point. Can I quote you Sam Ricketts, who says, I fully understand Liverpool's position. They're fighting on all fronts for trophies, and every three days they are, they are there to get shot at. They are fighting for the league and the Champions League, and at some point those players need a rest. Now, I'm sorry, at that point, having heard that before I even heard Jurgen's presser, I said, can everyone do a big quiet now? Just do a big quiet. Because there's the manager of the opposition being incredibly respectful and more to the point, getting exactly why that decision might be made. So it's it's a done deal. Be quiet. You know, that's the way I feel about it. Can, can I point something out about um, yeah. about the thing, you know, Shakiri and Kaiser and stuff like that? No one's thinking about Mrs. Shakiri, Mrs. Kaiser. There you go. That's a song about families. Yeah. And they all have no, families. No, no, no one's thinking about them. And if they've been promised time off and they book stuff and they want to go because, and it's not, what the interesting word for me in this is because I, I looked it up about the league. You know, the league that said in March, we were, um, the word they use is must. You must respect your break, as in you know, don't do the friendlies next. They use the word must. Yeah, and very the, the finger wagging. And the big problem for this for me in, in all this is the lack of organisation between the organisations. That's why I did the Rob De Niro quote at the beginning. You've got to get organised. You've got to bloody talk to each other. Because you can't have one organisation saying you must do this and then another one jumping in and saying you've got to play this game by the way. And if you don't do it, we'll vilify you. You just can't do that. So my point about all this is this isn't Liverpool's problem. Liverpool have just been given a choice and been told to, you know, to, to basically do something and that, just annoy some people for us. And this is the, the FA, uh, the FA more than anyone else are, are, are renowned for this. We're basically just doing stupid bloody things all the time. I mean, again, as I said in my piece, you know, about putting league games on the same uh, the same day as the final, the, moving the final to five thirty, and no one ever vilifies the FA because it's the blazer culture and let's do lunch and that sort of thing, and no one ever vilifies the FA. This is the FA's problem. I'm made up with we're putting the kids out, and if we go out the FA Cup, and I'll feel for people like Craig who've never seen the pool win the FA Cup or anything like that, uh, and if that costs us a treble, that will be a shame. But it's about time Liverpool started punching their weight and saying. Do you know what? No. No, we're not doing that. And I love the fact that Klopp's done this. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, it's 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 right on every level that decision, and and again, it's 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 coming as it always does from this man, from a human perspective as well, uh, and that's why I think most of the chit chat around this is redundant because, as they say, no, as you said right, rightly, nobody's thinking about the families. And listen, it's these same people will be talking about how so and so's wife or girlfriend would fancy a move to London because she likes X, Y, or Z, and they'll think that's perfectly logical train of thought and perfectly understandable. And and yet, what the the actual established families of people who are who are uh, as you said looking forward to a promise break with their loved one, uh, never mind the lad himself, you know, never mind your silly argument about what he's paid or uh, how he should be able to run for X amount of yards per ninety or whatever. Just they're humans, they're lads, and they're yeah. on the they're they're on the cusp of something wonderful, and. Um, if it's the 93 side, I'd get him out there. <laughs> but not yeah. that side. Check those fuckers out there. Yeah. <laughs> bottom, <laughs> bottom line is, Liverpool SC comes first. Of course it does. And, of course, first and, and last. And I always hear this on phone. It's like people saying, you know, all the other clubs in Liverpool, but Liverpool just do what they want. They're only interested in themselves. And that's the point of all this. And Liverpool are a very, very respectful club. You know, we, we've done their bidding. and But... What we won't, what we, what I mean, it's going to happen anyway because you know, no one, there's, there's no nuance in this sort of argument. Um, it's always who do you support, therefore I know what your views are. 
it, it's a it's it's a case of basically taking the blame for someone else's stupid idea. Yeah, but look at look at the lovely look at the lovely lack of joined up thinking. And a perfect example involving the club there a, a couple of months ago, where uh, we head off and we win the world championship club championship, and in doing so, um, probably g- gain uh, lots of money for the Premier League and shirt sales and 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 and, and whatever uh, whatever knockoffs they will get on the back of Liverpool being uh, well liked um, in new areas, and yet we get back in the Premier League say you can only wear that badge once. And I had initially blamed the FA for that, and it wasn't them at all. Yeah. And 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 do you know what I mean? It's just it's kind of confoundingly stupid. You know, they want their cake and they want to eat it too. And it's just you know, people like that just don't deserve a whole lot of time. There's also the the, the fact that Liverpool could go out of both domestic cup competitions to a calendar this year. I mean, that's how bad the organisation is. A calendar clash has beaten Liverpool, where no one else has. I think that's a really, really interesting. I hope that's in your article because I think that's a really, really interesting oh, point. Is, yeah, it's, in, it's in big letters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, that's that's really interesting. In any year where that Shanks quote about they'd have to bring a team from Mars to beat us because we'd be unbloody un- un- beatable, this is the year when that that he, that thing he envisaged seems to be panning out. Certainly, it's the calendar year, and ironically, as you say, it's calendar fixtures and stupid. We're, we're being done by Microsoft Outlook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got we've gone down 2-0 to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> an to that, to, to that. It looks like you're trying to write an email, paperclip thing. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I don't know. I don't know if they still did. I, I, it's a long time since I used Word. Uh, can I ask you uh, both um, just briefly on Shrewsbury? Uh, I'm, I'm not really interested in giving them a huge amount of of, um, of 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 jolly ups and praise, but as 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 Jurgen said, they were they were excellent. Um, there were so many of our lads who were weren't just below par. They were like comically awful. Fabinho, like the best in his position in the world, comically awful. Degsy had a Degsy. Joel Matip was shocking. Just asleep. Just shocking. Um, uh, Divock was sort of staggering around up front, nothing sticking into his feet at all. Um, so all our senior players who were inserted in there were were, were well below par. Larucci did okay in bits, but he couldn't seem to just retain position. Nico a bit reckless, Will- I thought at times. A bit reckless coming in field, and Nico Williams as well, uh, not doing his usual trend impression because we know that kid's fantastic. Uh, yeah, Har- good. Harvey Elliott, I felt was was a bit lost. His first touch of the game was this gorgeous pass with, with the outside of his foot, a kind of a scoop pass. And after that, we he just wasn't what we've seen from him. So it really was Curtis Jones again, kind of carrying the fight, um, in my opinion. And look, I mean, an awful lot of people have made a huge deal about it. All I can think of when I think of these now isn't you know Sam Ricketts being um, magnanimous and 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 talking sense and and uh, all that kind of thing. It's not a lovely you know um, lower division team getting their day out. It's this dope who scored their goals and his social media presence. What an absolute horrible creature he is. Uh, there's nothing worse than the words, he's the joker in the pack. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the bloke in the office you avoid. I mean, like, he... remember in the fast show, the Charlie Hickson character, Colin Hunt. The bells, the bells, that's what he sounded like to me. A hundred full Colin Hunt, and and yeah. and it's amazing because most of those guys are usually inveterate losers, and here's yeah. this guy walking home two goals, and yet he's going round with his chest emblazoned with his glorious 
uh, nickname. Uh, wow. I, I don't know. I, I, I dread to think what will happen if he get manages a goal at Anfield. But, Cam, just back to this, just before we move away for it, it is going to be interesting. You said it's going to be full house. Kids get in for a quid, right? So the place is going to be crammed to the gills with kids and loads of adults now saying, 15, I'm having that. So it will be a good a good full house. And these kids we know can do a job and maybe they'll be more joined up unit than the sort of licorice all sorts we put out the last day. So there is still the real possibility that Liverpool will have a date with Chelsea in the fifth round. If it's the full under 23s, um, then they'll be playing somebody probably nearer their level in Shrewsbury yeah. rather than what like they it. were playing against Villa. Um, the licorice all sorts managed to beat the F. So does that mean... Shrewsbury better than the F. No, there was more licorice involved on, on, at the weekend than there was against. Oh them. yeah, there's, there's hundreds of thousands going on. Yeah, there is, yeah. <laughs> there is, there is, yeah. It's full Bertie, full Bertie Bassett. Full Bertie Bassett. If, yeah, that was right was there last, as well. if that lad who was last a teenager in 1954, yeah. He was 18. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. It would be. I think it'd be a false equivalency. I, I will be curious to see whether the lads who are our under 23s, but also in the first team squad have also been promised that holiday. Cause it is genuinely the kids I would fear for them. It's my understanding of this winter break. It, it you would have thought logic dictates it has to be the first team squad. So chaos is forgotten. Yeah. And is so Carl Carl in the first team squad as well. Yeah. He is, yeah. Well, he's not bench a lot. So yeah. He's yeah. played. He's been on. He came on against Sheffield United. And, and, and here's, here, here's the here's the shocker. So's Nico. Uh, he's been on the bench a good bit uh, this season. Um, what what so, time have we got to get there? By the way, <laughs> like <laughs> when is the game? <laughs> Has that been confirmed yet? I don't. I don't think so. I didn't get the date yet, even because. I, I don't know if the date's even been confirmed. It hadn't certainly late this, this afternoon evening. I'm so, sure Drink will be looking at it for us. Replacing Adam Lallana's number 173, Trev Downey. <laughs> <laughs> From a beautiful field in rural <laughs> Imagine George saying that. That's fucking great. That's a, what, a, what a fucking, that would be a result. Yeah. <laughs> This lad, this this young fellow, what's this crack with his grey beard? Yeah, I, can, I, can, I like this. I like this. Uh, Should he be wearing a hat on the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Trent lost his bubble hat in the Newcastle celebration <laughs> against the. Uh, yeah, that's all. That, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, just to go slightly off topic, Jordan Pickford for that second goal, absolutely phenomenal. Where he's standing a full two feet behind his line with his arms ready to catch anything. Well, it's not only that, it's the two centre backs who stood off the pitch as well, just watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they were there for a good minute almost, it seemed, you know. Just I love, I love watching the it. with the Newcastle fan afterwards where he, where he basically said, That's the worst performance I've ever seen. And I'm not even celebrating it because we were that bad. And I've <laughs> no idea how we've got anywhere out of that. Just... <laughs> oh, that, that, that was a funny night. That was um, really funny. One of the upshots of um, recent weeks um, is the little Sadio Mane fitness concern. Now, since we spoke last, we had a genuinely um, invigorating win against Wolves uh, on, uh, to, to, to complement that late 
um, goal against Manchester United, which was just uh, sort of emphasised uh, everything we wanted to emphasise. The Wolves game was easily, um, Carl, the hardest um, of the season, I thought, and I include City in that because maybe they don't possess the attacking threat that City do, but they're a very unique outfit and across that front three they've got all the threat in the world actually and on the day the word was used the word unplayable was used about Adama Traore and yeah, um, it was fantastic, it was fantastic. very very hard to argue with that Carl very hard to argue with it was fantastic the only thing I'm doing with about the Wolves game I didn't go um, was um, McManaman and whoever the commentator was Fletch um, it, was, it was making out that we were playing Brazil in 1970 and there's one point that McManaman said oh look, look at his shoulders it's like it was like it was like um, that Ron manager sketch from the Fast Show, you know, that sort of or Patrick yes. Berger. Oh, he's gorgeous, isn't he? It was like yeah. that, honestly. Yeah, you're right. And, it was and, getting fetishistic at one stage. It really was. And actually, the bloke who did the Shiroshima kept saying, and, and here they are with the world champions. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see Sadio Mane on that pitch. Yeah. you know, you're playing a version of Liverpool. We're not playing the world champions, mate. Um, I yeah. didn't see Henderson, you know, or anyone like that. Um, but yeah, Wolves, that was, the hard, that was the hard game. And yet you sort of knew we'd win it. That's the great thing about Liverpool these days. I was thinking that 1-1 one, 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 one isn't... Any other season, 1-1 one, one is a fair result. And I'll probably take 1-1 one, one next season if they put up that same sort of performance. But you'd feel a bit disappointed if it was this year. And then we still went and won it. By, with a great goal, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? What and, a goal. And it's not so that he has to score at Anfield. But I really like the fact he hasn't scored at Anfield because scoring away is harder. Do you know what? Do you know what I also liked about it, Carl? I also liked the involvement of Mo Salah because you know uh, I, I, our our moaning merchants. And by the way, I I'd be the first to hold up my hands and say that yes, uh, watching the game, um, you can see that he's not maybe doing the things uh, that you'd like him to do, and he was a bit selfish on occasion. And he's going to uh, be. He's going to be. Uh, he's a striker. Uh, what, Exactly. And whether his statistics are off the charts and all the rest of it, I'm telling you what I am watching. And, um, but <laughs> for those who are inclined to be having a moan, it was nice to see him involved, intricately involved in that build up, um, taking the ball beautifully, controlling it, taking it around and, and making sure it got, found its way to Bobby. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was, uh, just a nice little, uh, like, nice little aside. But the finish itself is just glorious. I mean, that guy, he has hit some goals this season. He, he he looks like a fella who's just on track to keep hitting big, important goals all year. Because I think his last four or five have been kind of late winners. Yeah, the, top, the Tottenham one. Yeah, the Tottenham one. He got the winner in that, didn't he? It was, um, and then the couple in, in, in the World Club as well. He, he won the World Cup, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in between the semi and the final, the, the, the guys, he's, he's just, he's just a wonderful, a wonderful footballer. Cam, to, before we go and have a look at West Ham in the last couple of minutes here, was there anything you wanted to talk about in relation to the Wolves thing that we didn't pick up on there? No, totally agree. It was, it's bit, that was definitely our hardest game in the season. Um, I thought Sheffield United was going to be really tough, and this, and it, that proved to be so. Uh, but this was a phenomenally difficult game, and. But uh, the Bobby Gold, um, you're right, for the Moners, four players were around Mo Salah. He took four defenders out that game at that point. Just just think of that, people. Four defenders were attracted to Mo Salah. That's how dangerous a player he is. And yeah. when when you take away you take away two players that create space, take away three players, you've got an ocean. Take away four players, you've got a galaxy. I like the way this has gone astronomical all of a sudden. This is cool. 
Very into this. Uh, let me talk to you then briefly. I'll start with yourself on this about the next fixture that we have, which is West Ham at their place tomorrow night. And they are Boise, curr- Boise, Boise. They are currently on what is it? I think they have 23 games played, 23 points accrued, Cam, um, which is putting them ahead of Bournemouth in the table by dint of the fact that they have a game less played. And I think they have a slightly better goal difference currently as well. Um, So they are by no means, and most people are saying Bournemouth are done. Um, The other team on 23 points uh, are Watford. So you've got, 17, 17, 18, and 19 in the table, all on 23 points. Norwich do wow. look goosed. But you do have those three teams on 23 points. And let's be honest as well and say that Villa uh, in 16th and Brighton in 15th are only on 25. And they have both played 24 games. So um, it's tight as bejesus down there. It really is. Uh, and it, it, there's, you, it's impossible to predict who's going because they seem to be taking it in turns to be awful. Just to put it into context for you, and before I get a little bit of feedback from you about how you think this is going, um, they did lose against West Brom at home in the FA Cup uh, at the weekend. Yeah. Their most recent Premier League game was away at Leicester, a 4-1 defeat. They had a home draw with Everton, one each. They had a loss away at Sheffield United, 1-0. And then their last game that they won was away at Gillingham. Uh, they won 2-0 in the third round of the FA Cup, but it counts for nothing now. Uh, before that, they had a 4-0 win against their relegation rivals, Bournemouth, at home. Um, so... It's a bit of a mixed bag. It's not as if Moisey's come in and 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 steadied the ship or anything of that nature. But um, talking to people who watch them regularly, there is a little bit more of of an order about the way they're playing. Apparently, um, you know, I I don't watch them myself and I haven't seen much of them, so I can only go by these observers. I mean, what what do you think in terms of a challenge and in terms of, of rotation of the of the of the eleven and all the rest of it? My own feeling would be that he's gonna go as strong as he can possibly go for these next two games. Oh he has to. Um it'll be another difficult game despite the form that West Ham are in, yeah, that they're, they're not playing brilliantly the the new manager bounce was probably one or two games and then it, revert back to type um we will i think we'll have our strongest 11 aside from Mane tomorrow um so expect to see the usual back five um expect to see the th- expect to see the three midfielders and i don't expect to see fab in there i think it'll be ox hendo and Ginny, and then i think Possibly, I don't know who's going to replace um, Mane. Probably Minamino. Um, he's got to make his debut somewhere, hasn't he? He's got to start a game somewhere. So um, I think he might go Rigi just because they're going to kick us a bit. Yeah, but then Rigi. Looking at Rigi at the weekend, would you would you start Rigi? Um, I think Rigi does a lot better usually when he comes off the bench. That's twenty twenty five. I'd just be a bit worried that Minamino's a bit. Not Premier League violent, <laughs> you know. Uh, he hasn't been, he hasn't been, he hasn't been yeah, but quite so much as he will be in this league. Yeah, but you can't you can't hide a player with quality oh, no, yeah, forever. Yeah. So you know, 
throw him in at the deep end. Sometimes it's the best place, isn't it? So, I, I, I think probably the first time, you know, he throws an elbow or whatever or uh, sticks the arse and backs into someone. I think there's a lot, a, a lot to what Carl's saying, and it, it, I, I don't care that it sounds kind of old-fashioned, but there is a, a robustness that you need to acquire to play in this in this, in this this league against um, teams, especially when they're p- giving it as much as they are against us every week. Uh, and Sterling's listen, the perfect example when he was when he was a kid, he's getting just kicked all over the park. Yeah, and and, and look, watch and, and, and now he's just no one can get the ball off him now. And if you watch Minamino's last couple of outings, like there's, you can't doubt the fella's going to be absolutely fantastic when he gets his bearings. But he was getting kicked, and he was kind of looking around and going, "Really, is this okay?" Yeah. He got up a few times, and he genuinely looked confused that something mm. had been let go. So that's all I mean. It, it's it, it'll come, and Cam, you could be a lot to be said for what you're saying. That just keep playing him till he, to, and hopefully it'll take sooner rather than later. Mm. It's the only way he's going to learn for me. Yeah, he's not going to learn watching the game from the side. He's no, and we, and we can't wait for him to get all Adama Traoré'd up. So he's just got. This is it. Yeah. 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 You know, and Adama doesn't do any weight training, so it's all no, natural. Yeah, it's all, yeah. yeah so, so the same will happen with Minamino. He'll just bulk up, naturally. Calisthenics are great. Uh, can I just ask you, can I just ask you, Cam, seeing as you've brought, uh, or, or I don't know which of us brought him up there, uh, the, 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 tra- the transfer rumours that are on the go now, um, including him to Liverpool, um, I'm not going to ask you a daft question like, would you take him? But do you think he'd be a, a, a good fit at Liverpool, Adama Traore? No. You don't? No. I don't see enough in the player to... Um, sorry, guys. Uh, I don't see enough in the player um, <laughs> that would um, fit Jürgen's style. I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad player. I don't fit. I don't think he would show... He, I could be wrong. I don't see him working the way Jürgen expects him to. I don't see him doing the tracking back. Um, he's he, yes, he's he's got an abundance of pace going forward, and he, he so far from what I I've seen of the player this year, he'll have one good game in three or four. He doesn't. He's not regular week in week out terrorising opposition defences. He started a lot of games this season. I think possibly on the bench. I don't think do he's, not, he's do, been a regular do, starter. Yeah, do you not think he's kind of he's kind of tweaked that? Like I have to say, every time I've seen him recently, he has been massively impressive. I, like the thing is, he's twenty four now, right? Mm. So, um, but he's also clearly on an upward curve in terms of learning um, a correct the correct way to play in this league, and and also adopting to a completely different body shape. You know, <laughs> uh, so so I mean, I, I think I think he's he impresses me i have to say on a lot of levels i, I don't know i'd like to see what what jürgen would do with him i'd be very curious to see it but if it was going to be bananas money obviously maybe not anyway this was just beside the point um carl needs, uh, needs, needs to score more goals needs, yeah i guess so I, I, a perfect example was he was clean through against us and he got totally psyched out of it by just the presence of virgil although virgil will do that to most humans yeah. i suppose but like to be fair he had the entirety of the goal to aim at and he dragged the shot hopefully hopeless wide and Virgil was just beside him he wasn't on him if you know what I mean yeah. so he yeah that that's it that's an area he would need to improve Carl at West Ham a word about them anything you'd like to bring up and spe- specifically to do with them Liverpool beat West Ham if, right. if we play the best we play they play the best they play Liverpool beat you, yeah, yeah um I mean that's assuming they don't wear the 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 their um much vaunted uh 
Union jacket. That would be. <laughs> if that's true, <laughs> then I think they should be fined before they got off the pitch. And not, not, not because of any patriotism or any political statements, just because that's an awful idea, lads. <laughs> To be, to it be can't fair. be true. It can't no, be true. I, I think it's, I think it's someone making mischief. As I yeah. said, I, I found earlier on those. Um, there's a clown one as well, isn't there? Someone's put a clown. There is. There is. There's, there, there's, there's a, a kit that they did make in some sort of commemoration of the Thames Ironworks, and they had yeah. a lovely, a lovely Union Jack on on the uh, chest. It's a black kit, plain black polo top with a, a Union Jack on it, and um, I'd imagine someone saw that and went. You know, whatever, whatever their take was, that seems a bit Brexity or a bit gammony, and I've obviously went off on one uh, and uh, did a bit of Photoshop, I'd imagine, because if you actually have a proper search for it, it's nowhere to be found. But in Mill, ter- Millwall had a camouflage kit, didn't they? Because their charities helped for heroes. Did they? Was that a one-off cup game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I do love a one-off kind of wacky kit. All right, I have to say. I do love love all those anomalies. Oh, by the way, lads, walking into my local supermarket in Navan, in County Meath, in Ireland, I saw in front of me an absolute vision of a top. It was the match day jacket, the tracky top that we wore last time we won the league. Man, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, the candy one. Oh, it's so yeah. nice. Oh, just, I was like, where the hell? And then I suppose you can probably buy everything online these days. So obviously now I'm going to have, have to do a search. I was uh, I was inspired by that. But I, I, so West Ham, you think we have too much for them if we do what we do. And with in the absence of of um, Sadio, you reckon we go, you'd like to see Divock as opposed to, to, to Cam's take? I think so. Um, I'm going to call a bit of a rare one as well. Instead of Chamberlain, I think he might go Curtis. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Well, I wouldn't be afraid of him in there. I have to say. He's got, he's got, he's a player, that kid. He's just a player. You know, when you see like a team come through and they've got one lad in them. I mean, I keep mentioning this, but when I saw Gary Neville for the first time, and by the way, I don't enjoy the fact that I saw that and thought, yes, that, that's a proper player. Um, I just see that with Curtis. It's it's the little things he does off the ball. It's the way he shows for the ball as well. Yeah, yeah, and when when and you I like s- the fact he's annoyed that he's not playing. I like that. Oh, Carl, that's that's by far the best thing ever this season. Yeah. It's, it's my highlight of the season was was the narked head on him talking about how he's a bit yeah. frustrated about not getting opportunities. But did you see that when he stepped back down to the twenty threes level, he's banging in worldies again? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. well, it's, it's it's also I remember someone said this about Trent when he scored against Hoffenheim in the free kick. It's not the fact. He scored the goal. The fact that he's having a go, I think, you know, when Trent took that free kick, he wanted yeah, the goal. Exactly. That's the fact that he, he took it off Jordan Henderson and said, This is mine, I'm having this. Yeah. I'll score this. Watch, watch me. And the fact that Curtis Jones is having to go from all over the place means he's got confidence. And I like that about him. Yeah, it's 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 tremendous. It's uh, genuinely tremendous. And I mean, we should get ourselves together in, in time to do a podcast before Southampton, but we won't. So briefly, a word on them before we finish up then. Um, I suppose, again, um, Carl, I'll start with you on this one just to give a brief recap of where they are in terms of uh, their most recent results. Um, you know, well, it, well, they've gone from relegation fodder to being just outside the European places in about three weeks. Yeah, yeah, it had it had started to look very bleak for them. Um, it had and started they love Tottenham. They love Tottenham. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're now 24 matches played. They're on 31 points. Um, what a and 
they are basically after everything that's been said about about Sheffield United and the wonderful season they're having, they're only two points off Sheffield United now, same amount of games yeah. played. So they're they're you know as a as 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 a, a mutual acquaintance of ours would say, handily placed in ninth there and. They have an opportunity to 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 continue this this sort of a rally they've been on. They uh, drew one each with Spurs in the cup. Um, their last uh, Premier League game was a two nil away win at Crystal Palace. They had that reversal at home to Wolves, which is yeah. probably more about how 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 good Wolves are than how bad Southampton are because yeah. they had gone two nil up, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they had an away away win at Leicester, which is an impressive result to one. Yeah. And then they had a home win against Huddersfield in the third round. Their previous game to that, they beat Spurs. And their previous game to that, they had a one-all draw with Crystal Palace. So look, and they beat, and they beat Chelsea. And was it the, the game before that was a two-nil win over Chelsea, yeah. and the game before that a two a three-one win over Villa. So they are very much on the up um, in, in a way that um, you just can't argue with. They they're they're climbing that table. Uh, they're they're a team who 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 are kind of coming good in the way that you kind of felt they would under Hassan Hoodle uh, all the time. They'll be just as much of a threat in some ways. The, the fact that it's at home and it's the last game before we do go off in this famed uh, seven day um, bit of crack. You would imagine there'll be there'll be a tremendous atmosphere, and you'd imagine um, that will hopefully. Um, We'll have too much for them. Is there anything in particular you want to say about them in terms of their lineup? Danny Ings. Yeah. Danny, Danny Ings has completely revitalised them. He really has. He's been he's, yeah. been, absolutely, he's been absolutely phenomenal for them. And yet um, against, against Palace, uh, they they had the the striking majesty of Shane Long and um, um, <laughs> o, and and Obafemi too too. Obafemi, the most Irish lad in the world, uh, and Shane Long, his, his Irish pal. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 so you know, they can obviously do it without them too. Um, but, you know, that, with Danny Ings and Che Adams on the bench, I don't think they played Romeo against them either. They line up usually Vestergaard and Stevens, I think. Is it Bertrand one side and... Cedric is it the other? Yeah. Hoiberg uh, uh, and, and Ward Prowse. They have Armstrong in there in midfield as well, and Nathan Redmond, I think. So they are Nathan, Nathan Redmond was fantastic against Chelsea. I watched that guy. They're, they're very, they're very decent side, and that, and he's another manager who looks to have something about him. I know he was getting a lot of flack because they weren't getting results, but they certainly are now. And Liverpool win. And Liverpool win. I love this. I I, I, I calm again. You know, by contrast. Or by comparison, how how do you feel in terms of these two results? Do you do you see it as six points? Do you see it as a disaster if it's not? Um, I I would like to see it as six points. Obviously, um, it's not a disaster if it's not. Um, we we've built a, a commanding position in the league, and you know that's there to be utilised if we need it. You know, you, you, it's to ask. Any team to go week in, week out, game in, game out, and win every game—it's—it's—it's it's, it's almost impossible, you know. Hence, why we have drawn one game in the league this season. Um, the Southampton game is away, if I'm right. Is, is that correct? 
Oh, is that Southampton at home? Yeah, oh, we're waiting. I hope so, because I've just arranged my travel up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. We're waiting tomorrow um, night, and we're at yeah, home uh, against Southampton. Oh, then, then I, I expect uh, six points. Um, but what? Uh, just a quick one on uh, Southampton as well is um, full credit to the Southampton board for sticking with the manager, especially after that nine-nil defeat. To yeah, he, he, he looked gone, and, didn't he? Yeah, and then to come back and beat Leicester at their ground 2-1. I just thought that showed great character. Yeah, it, 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 character that I would find distressing, <laughs> given yeah. that, you know, considering they're on a run and, and he's obviously, you know, as they used to say in football all the time, and I heard one pundit say it at the weekend, he gives the boys unbelievable belief, uh, you know. so yeah. You lost the irony of what I was trying to say there. Uh, sorry, Cam. Do explain the subtlety of your humour to us. Character, Brendan Rogers, both games Leicester. I'm, I'm looking at Brendan now. I'm looking, he's just appeared on my screen. Do you know what, man? Well done, you. My bad. I missed out the character reference. If you, I, I think you should have, you should have spiced it up with a bit of, uh, <laughs> no, uh, a, a technician as well. Uh, you know, yeah, it made it made it a bit more obvious. But fair play, it's a good point. Uh, okay, let's let let's 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 get the flock out of here, lads. Um, I'm going to give it your uh, a choice before uh, for last topic before we go to your your final ideas, if indeed you have final ideas. Um, and it's a choice between two things, both suggested by Carl back as show topics i'm going to save the two things that i had for next week um we can talk either about your favorite elvis period or about exercise regimes and it's only fair that cam gets to pick yeah um i didn't know there were elvis periods so i wouldn't know what to say on that uh, well elvis you've, got, you've, got your, you've got your fun records um uh hip shaking elvis you've got his mid-60s after the army uh, then you've got the comeback special. The comeback, the comeback, yeah. So, yeah, F- Fat Vegas Elvis, comeback Elvis, uh, Hollywood movie star, Army Elvis, and Sun's. Yeah, that, was, that would be the one. Yeah, I, I, I'd be all about the Sun Sun Records myself, but uh, I, 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 you're, you don't want to go with that, so you're going to talk about exercise regimes. So just tell us <laughs> something in relation to you and exercise regimes, young Branchy. Okay, um... I was recently, well, a year ago, I was told I was pre-diabetic, as I've probably said before, and uh, so the GP advised me to obviously reduce the carbs, reduce the sugars, and uh, start doing five-by-fives, uh, which is a, a weight training uh, exercise. So you, you always start with squats, and then you'll do, say, bench press and overhead press, and then the next time you'll do your squats again, and then you'll do barbell rows and uh, deadlifts. Um, so those are the five exercises and you do five reps uh, five times. So Can I ask you someone, something about that? As, as a guy who's a, a gym freak and a fitness yeah. enthusiast, can I ask you, how does that work in terms of uh, not weight loss, but weight control, or if you were interested in in, 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 in the, be- the the benefits that you get from cardio in, in, in relation to weight loss, would would you recommend that type of exercise? An awful lot of people I know um, swear by weights um, and weight uh, weights routines for the type of thing that most people associate with cardio. Do you find that it works in that regard as well? You still have to do your cardio. You, you still have to do your cardio. Yeah, yeah there, there's no such thing, I think, you know, I could be 100% wrong here, but I don't think you can lose weight uh, 
just by doing weight training because what you're doing I, I, yeah. is you're you're building your muscle mass up. So you're putting I think, weight I, 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 I think you probably can if you're young and your metabolism's like like a bit through the yeah. roof. But, but then I, your metabolism is usually through the roof because you're quite active elsewhere as well. Yeah. You're doing the cardio with that really. You might be playing football. See, I'm I'm kind of addicted to the cardio. I love it. I just love it. I, it's 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 as much a, a a mental release for me as anything else. So I would never yeah. give it up. I, but I, say- I still do. I do what I do is, for example, I went out, I went on Monday. I did my five by fives. I then uh, did a little bit of biceps, a little bit of tricep, just to do a little bit extra. I then did twenty minutes on twenty five minutes uh, on an inclined treadmill. Uh, at a reasonable walking pace that keeps your uh, fat burning zone on your heart rate and then today when i went i did a an hour of high intensity cardio and if you dare if you doubt the impact it's having just just see on google cam branch unbearables t-shirt look at him there (laughs) Look at him there. And by the way, the main reason I bring that up is not to uh, hand it to you that you're in good nick there, young Branchy, for a lot of 74. But I will say this to you. You've got a backwards ball cap on, you fucker. I never never want to hear you say a word about headgear again. The cheek cheek of you with a bobble hat tweeting about me. Again, you're missing the point. Mentality backwards mentality monster t-shirt clop is all cap the back with a backward facing bulker. that, 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 that so doesn't justify it, it that totally doesn't justify does. it it, it totally does the only way the only way the only way you can justify wearing a backwards ball cap is a you're a wanker or b you're me these are the only two categories it's the only reason i don't want to start well, him just in case there's a well uh, i'm definitely not you yeah i'm sorry but i'm sorry but this needed to be pointed out. No, you do you do look very well in the t-shirt. Fair play to you. So obviously the the fitness regime is working. We're coming full circle back to Carl Kopak. You obviously had something in mind when you suggested this. What is it you want to share with us, bro? Because no, something really strange happened last night. So I do park run. Uh, I've run thirty two miles this year. I only do cardio because because uh, I do taekwondo. Right. Uh, I don't do weights because we do lots of sort of um, body weight type exercise, lots of planks, lots of lunges, that sort of thing. Um, and I stretch a lot because if you've got a lot of weight, and I've, I've got a bit of muscle anyway, just because I'm genetic-wise, I'm, I'm from a family of dockers, then um, uh, I, I, basically, I was basically told to like, just work on your cardio because that's your stat. you need stamina to compete anyway to do that sort of thing. So um, I, I had a really weird situation. So I tend to run Tuesday, Thursday, and parkour on Saturdays. And yesterday before, so Taekwondo is Monday night, the hard class, but I end up teaching it more than actually, you know, taking part. Although I might be doing my third dance, so I'm going to have to do, a, we'll do something a bit more about that. And I've never had this ever. I, I fancied a run. I just fancied a run. So I did 5K before the class in the yeah. dark. And it, I've never had that feeling ever. I've never had the energy nor the, the, the inclination. I just thought, now, do you know what? I just fancy a bit of a run. That is a breakthrough moment, isn't it? Yeah. I, 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 again, just personal response. Can I just tell you how much I envy you that? Because I've had a couple of different things with with uh, my right knee and that needed surgery eventually there and i just can't make myself do the running and man i loved it oh i just love running it's just fantastic but i can't i can't do it anymore so i'm i'm bike bound but yeah i think that's it is a breakthrough when you just decide i want to do this for the crack yeah like tomorrow's a rest day but i might go on the bike for a bit because i've got my bike fixed 
Sad. And, and I did a couple of miles on Sunday, just taking it back from the shop and thought, oh, I remember this, this is nice. And it's really hilly near me, really hilly. Carl Kopic, Cam Branch, fitness gurus for you there, folks, to inspire you in the week ahead with two big Reds games. Any final thoughts from both men? Cam, back to you, your final thought for today. Sports are such a great teacher. I think of everything they've taught me, camaraderie, humility, how to resolve differences. And that is for, unfortunately, uh, young Kobe Bryant, who sadly left us this week. And the the quote is from, same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, kind of says it all. Uh, Carl, you said basically, I think you're, you were intending a, a plug for the podcast. Feel free which to I'm, do which it I'm, again. Which I'm tomorrow. I'm actually going to do something different. Um, uh, good. Oh, don't worry, I'll be plugging the hell out of the podcast next week. We haven't recorded for a few weeks because uh, I've, I've, we've had a bit of uh, difficulty getting hold of the guest. But um, I want to talk about Park Run. Park cool. Run, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a free 5k run every Saturday in a local park to you. And you don't need to be a runner to do it. You can walk it. There is no race as such, unless you want to make it a race. And it's there's a really nice community. They need volunteers as well as running. And um, I've done three or four different courses. And um, I actually don't mind getting up early on Saturdays to go and do it now because I've really started to enjoy it lately. And if you're thinking it's, it's January... It's, you know, this is where people start, you know, paying loads of money for gym memberships that don't last till March. Um, have a look at Parkrun. Even if you're not a runner, but you want to do something, go out and do it. It's really good. Proper advice all around. And on that note, it's all very, it's all very upbeat. And hopefully we, when we come back to you, we'll be equally upbeat. We'll be looking into this uh, long stretch of no football a whole week before the lads are back training back as normal all this fuss about a seven day break unbelievable well, well should, should, should we do an opening question special then yeah i think we might just do exactly yeah. that um so the three of us can get on the twitters and um throw out the feelers and get whatever we can on that and on that note we we, we will implore you to get involved um and we will finish up this episode of the Anfield Index podcast with me thanking you for your support, asking you to spread the word and reminding you that with Liberty Shield, you can access free UK TV from anywhere, including BBC iPlayer, Match of the Day, plus SkyGo, BT Sport, and all of this for all of the Reds Premier League and Champions League live games. I've been Trev Denny. The lads were the lads. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.